Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thankful that we can spend time together to learn about the end time. We're gonna learn the doctrine of eschatology. I will read many scriptures because I believe that all scriptures are inspired by the Holy Spirit. I totally believe that the Bible is the Word of God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you will teach us by your Holy Spirit, and we love your Word. We want to know the truth. We believe that the truth shall set us free, and we want to understand about death, the next life, eternity, the judgment, and the resurrection. Father, we thank you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name, we come to you. Amen. Eschatology is a doctrine of last things. The word. Eschatology is derived from the Greek language eschatos, which means last, and logos, which means discourse. Eschatology covers many, many subjects, such as death, the resurrection of the righteous and the unjust, the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the judgment and the final destiny of the righteous and the unrighteous. The reason we learn this. Lesson, because we want to prepare ourselves for eternity, and we want to understand what happened after we died. The Bible teaches us that man is finite and limited by time and space. However, every man was created for eternity. We will not disappear or stop being. A person after we die, we all have the beginning, the day of our birth, but we will exist for eternity. Therefore, we have the birth date and we have the day of death. This is a lifespan for every son and daughter of Adam and Eve. This is the space and time that we can get to know our God, the Creator, to repent of our sin. And to serve Him, to build His kingdom on earth. God wants everyone to come to repentance during this period of probation before man leaves this world. No man knows how long his lifespan is. Once this period of probation is over, mortal man dies, and his period of probation is forever ended. His eternal state. And destiny are settled, unchanged, and unchangeable. For this reason, God called all of the people in the world to turn away from their sins and accept their salvation through the redeeming grace in Christ Jesus. After I know this fact, I'm very careful how I live because I know one day I will leave this world. What I'm doing right now. Would determine my destiny and my rewards in heaven. I believe that this teaching is so important for you because your life on earth is only temporary. One day we all gonna stand before God, 
and we're gonna face eternity, either the eternal redemption or eternal life in heaven or eternal judgment in the eternal lake of fire. We're all gonna die one day as human beings. No one can avoid death. My mom died. My friends' parents died. We all die. Why do we have this physical death? The separation of our spirit from this body. Death is a visible sign of the result of sin, and death has been the expectation and the fear of all the people in every nation. This physical death is a separation of man spirit from the body. Death is not cessation or termination of being, but is another gate through which all men must pass. For man, whether righteous or wicked, is eternity bound. Although this body returns to the dust, the real man lives on, the spirit lives on for eternity, either in heaven or in hell. I hope that you will be able to listen to the first five lessons of this series, the series called the doctrine of the last things of eschatology. In this part of the teaching, I will talk about the resurrections and the judgments of human being. This is a long lesson. It's a lot to learn, and many scriptures are supporting what we learn. Therefore, I would not be able to finish everything in this time period. I need to continue next time. But we're going to continue to learn together. We're going to learn about the resurrection and the judgments. The resurrections are coming back to life in the physical body, and the judgments of God are vitally linked. Resurrection precedes judgment, and judgment necessitates resurrection. They are both linked together. No resurrection, no final judgments. And in order to face God to receive final judgments, we are all resurrected. This is why when we read the basic doctrines of Christ or the basic principle of the doctrine of Christ in the book of Hebrews, we can see these two doctrines together, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. Let me read to you Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 to 2. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ or the doctrines of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation. These doctrines are foundation, very basic, A, B, Z. The foundation of repentance from death works and of faith toward God. Of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, the, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. You can see that the doctrine of the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment come together. They are connected. Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 to 15. We can read about the resurrection here. The Bible talks about resurrection in the book of Revelation. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bowed him for a thousand years. 
and he cast him, mean the devil, into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him, so that he should not deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. And they saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus, and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands, and they live and reign with Christ for a thousand years. The believers who did not deny their faith. Will reign with Christ for a thousand years. Verse five. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. The believers will be resurrected and serve with the Lord for a thousand years. The first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. I believe that. You and I, believers, born again disciple of Jesus, will have a part in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with Him a thousand years. Verses one to six talk about the first resurrection of the believers. Now, verse seven. Now, when the thousand years have expired. Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, whose number is as the sand of the sea. They went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Then I saw a great white throne. The great white throne will come after the thousand years, the final judgment, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven. Fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. Books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works. You remember this: whatever you do on earth, one day will be judged by God. You need to be careful how you live, what you say. How you live your life, how you spend time, how you treat other people, how you treat God, your works are recorded in the book. By the things which were written in the books, the sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades deliver up the dead who were in them. So the body of people will be resurrected on that day to face God at the. Great white throne, and they were judged, and each one according to his works. Then death and Hades, those 
unbelievers spirit joy with their resurrected body they will face God for the final judgment would cast into the lake of fire this is the second death you and I believers don't have to face the second death because we will not go to the eternal lake of fire and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire you can see from this scripture that there would be the resurrection Of the unbelievers, and they would face the final judgment and the second death in the eternal lake of fire. Now we're going to talk about the subject of the resurrections first. The Christian faith holds to the immortality of the souls and the bodily resurrection of all men. Let me try to explain this comment. All the souls or the spirits of mankind. Will not be extinguished or disappeared, or will not be gone. The souls or the spirit of human being will stay on for eternity. It is not mortal; will stay on. But the physical body that came from the dust will die one day. Will go back to the dust. But the body can be resurrected and joy the eternal soul. Later on, so when we talk about resurrection, we are not talking about the resurrection of soul, because the soul go on, live on, either in Hades, the unbeliever, or in heaven, those who believe in God. But the body will be resurrected, and joy the soul one day. The Jews were divided over this subject. The Pharisees believe it. Why the Sadducees denied it? Let me read Matthew twenty-two, twenty-three. The disagreement between the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The same day, the Sadducees, who said there is no resurrection, came to him and asked him. You can see that the Sadducees did not believe in resurrection. Let's look at Acts chapter twenty-three, verses six to nine. You can see that the Jews in that generation at the time of Jesus, they. Heard the word resurrection already. Then heard from the Bible the resurrection. Acts twenty three six to nine. But when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, "Men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of Pharisee. Concerning the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am being judged and." When he had said this, a dissension arose between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. For Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, and no angel or spirit. But the Pharisee confessed both. Then there arose a loud outcry, and the scribes of the Pharisees' party arose and protested, saying, "We find." No evil in this man, but if a spirit or an angel has spoken to him, let us not fight against God. You can see here that the resurrection is a doctrine taught in both Old and New Testaments. We're going to go through many scripture together. Let's start from the Old Testament. The Old Testament teaches us about the resurrection. After we study this subject, you can see that the Bible. Talk a lot about resurrection, but many Christians 
are not educated about this. Let's look at the Old Testament together. The Old Testament mentioned about the resurrection in testimony. First, in testimony, or the comments or the words that were spoken by Job and the prophet King David. Job talked about resurrection. King David also spoke of the resurrection. Job's theology is one of the ancients, and his hope. Is expressed in Job chapter 19, verses 25 to 27. Look at what Job said: For I know that my Redeemer lives, and He shall stand at last on the earth. In other words, the living God will come back to judge the world on the last day. And after my skin is destroyed, after Job died, this I know: that in my flesh. I shall see God. Wow! What he says is that after he died, his skin was destroyed. He can have a new body, new flesh. That in that flesh, in the new body, he shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another. How my heart yearns within me. Job talk about the resurrection of the body. Psalm seventeen fifteen. Look at what. King David said, "As for me, I will see your face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake in your likeness." So King David said that his physical body will die one day; his spirit will be with the Lord. But one day, his physical body will awake in the likeness of Jesus' glorious body. King David prophesies that one day. He will experience the physical or bodily resurrection. Now, that is the testimony of two men in the Bible. Now, in type or in the shadow of what's going to happen in the future, Jonah's resurrection from the fish also typified the resurrection of Christ in Jonah chapter one and chapter two. But Jesus mentioned about this in Matthew. Chapter twelve, thirty-eight to forty. Look at what the Bible says. Then some of the scribes of and the Pharisees answered, saying, "Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. You mean Jesus?" But he, Jesus, answered and said to them, "An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet." Jonah, so he tried to say that I am the living God, I am the Messiah, and what happened to Jonah is a type of what's going to happen to me, to show you that I'm not just another man on earth. I am the Messiah, the appointed and promised one of God who came to save the world. Verse forty, for as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish. So will the Son of Man? He talk about himself, Jesus, be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Jonah was in the tummy or belly of a great fish, and after three days, three nights, he came out of the fish, and that is a type of resurrection. That Jesus was in the tomb for three days and three nights, and then he was resurrected. This is a type of resurrection mentioned by the Lord Jesus Christ. How about in prophecy? 
the prophets of old spoke of the resurrection of the body also. Let's look at the prophecy of the prophets in the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 19. The prophet Isaiah say, "Your dead shall live together with my dead body. They shall arise, awake and sing. You who dwell in dust, for your dew is like the dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. Resurrection." The earth will release the dead, and the body, the dust, will come back to life again. Isaiah talked about the resurrection of the dead. Here, let's look at the book of Daniel together. Daniel chapter 10 talk about Michael, the guardian angel of Israel, in Daniel chapter 10, and now Daniel chapter 12 talk about this guardian angel. Daniel chapter 12. Verses one to three. Let us read together. At that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered, every one who is found written in the book. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Again, many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth, those who already died, the physical body went back to the earth, shall awake. The body will be resurrected, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness. Of the permanent, I hope that you are those Christians who are wise, who love God, honor God, serve God, live a life of wisdom, fear God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I believe you are people who fear the Lord, live for God, and you hate sin. And you are those who are wise, shall shine like the brightness of the permanent. And those who turn many to righteousness, I hope that is you. You turn many people to righteousness, like the stars forever and ever. One day, as believers who serve God and honor God, and bring people to Christ and build a church, will be resurrected, and our new body will shine the light, and we are like stars full of the glory of God. I believe Pastor Da will have that kind of body. And I believe you will have that kind of body. Amen. We're gonna be resurrected. Hosea chapter 13, verse 14. I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be your plagues. O grave will be your destruction. Pity is hidden from my eyes. This part of the Bible talk about resurrection. God gave victory to the dead body. Come up from the ground. The Old Testament talk about the resurrection prophecy. Now we also can read about the actual resurrection in the Old Testament as well. Elijah and Elisha knew the power of resurrection in the persons they raised from the dead. Let's look at all this story. Elijah and Elisha raised the dead. The resurrection is real. 
A person died, the spirit left, went to heaven, but Elijah and Elisha raised the dead body, and the spirit come back and joy with that body. First Kings, chapter 17. This is a story of a woman. I noticed one thing in the Bible: those who obey God, those who are willing to really give and support the kingdom of God, receive the favor from God. Receive the miracle from God. I want to encourage you to be that kind of people in this generation. You're willing to give. You're willing to use your house, your car, your money, your time, your talent for the kingdom. You're willing to support the gospel and the Great Commission. The story here talk about people who are willing to obey God, to support the servant of God, like Elijah and Elijah. First King chapter 17, talking about a woman. At that time, there was famine in the land. This woman and her son gonna die, have the last meal of their life, and God sent Elijah to there and asked her to also prepare food for him. What happened after that? After she gave part of her food, the last meal to Elijah, the jar of her food. Never run dry during the famine time. She continued to have food to eat. God multiply, keep multiplying the flour and the oil in her jar, and she never lack anything. Wow! I want to encourage you when you really know that that church is really do the right thing for God. Your pastor or the leader are doing something good for God. They are real anointed servant of God. Don't forget to support them. Support that church. And your jar will never run dry. Your bank account will never run dry, and God will perform miracle for you as well. First King chapter 17, 17 to 24. What happened after that? Now it happened after these things that the son of the woman who owned the house became sick, and his sickness was so serious that there was no breath left in him. In other words, her son died. So she said to Elijah. What have I to do with you, O man of God? Have you come to me to bring my sin to remembrance and to kill my son? <laughs> She was misunderstanding. She thought that Elijah brought big problem to her family. No, actually, God sent Elijah there so that she can could give to him and she could survive through the famine. And not only that, God knew that the son gonna die one day. Got sick and died. So God sent Elijah to perform a miracle of resurrection. Verse 19. And he said to her, "Give me your son." So he took him out of her arms and carried him to the upper room where he was staying, and laid him on his own bed. Then he cried out to the Lord and said, "O Lord, my God, have you also brought tragedy on the widow with whom I lodge by killing her son?" And he stretched himself out on the side three times, and cried out to the Lord and said, "O Lord, my God, I pray, let this child's soul come back to him." Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah. Oh, I want to be like Elijah, that when I pray, God, hear my prayer. And the soul of the child came back to him, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down from the upper room into the house and gave him to his mother. And Elijah said, "See, your son lives." 
Then the woman said to Elijah, "Now by this I know that you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is the truth." So that is one story. Look at another story about Elijah. Elijah stopped by one town, and every time he stopped by there, a noble woman prepared a room for him to sleep, to rest, prepared the food for him. Took care of him. Again, this woman lived for the kingdom, honored the anointing, make room for the anointing, honored the man of God, and look at what happened to her family. Second Kings, four, eighteen to thirty-seven, and the child grew. Her son grew up to be a young boy or young man. I don't know the age at that time. Now it happened one day that he went out to his father. To the reapers, and he said to his father, "My head, my head." So he had a sudden headache. As a neurosurgeon, I believe that there was some abnormal vessel in the brain that broke and killed him. So he said to a servant, "Carry him to his mother." When he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon, and then died. And she went up and laid him. On the bed of the man of God, shut the door upon him, and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, "Please send me one of the young men, and one of the donkeys, that I may run to the man of God, and come back." So he said, "Why are you going to him today? It is neither the new moon nor the Sabbath." And she said, "It is well." She tried to say that. It would be okay. God will do something. Then she saddled a donkey and said to her servant, "Drive and go forward. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you." And so she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. So it was when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to his servant Gehazi, "Look." The Shunammite woman, please run now to meet her and say to her, "Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child?" Elisha knew that something going on happened here. Why she had to hurry to come to see him? She needed help, and she answered, "It is well." Now, when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by the feet. She knelt down. Fell down on his feet, but Gehazi came near to push her away. But the man of God said, "Let her alone." You see that God gave favor to her, that the man of God listened to her because she was a generous giver. She supported the gospel. She supported the kingdom of God. Let her alone, for her soul is in deep distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me, and has not told me. So she said. Did I ask a son of my lord? Did I not say, "Do not deceive me"? Then he said to Gehazi, in other words, because Elisha prayed for her, she got pregnant. Initially, she could not have a baby. So this son came by the miracle of God through the prayer of the prophet Elisha. Then he said to Gehazi, "Get yourself ready and take my staff in your hand and be on your way." If you meet anyone, do not greet him, and if anyone greets you, do not answer him 
but lay my staff on the face of the child. Now he know that the child was dead, and he asked his servant to bring his staff to the dead body. And the mother and the, of the child said, "As the Lord live, and as your soul live, I will not leave you." In other words, she said, "You have to come, not just your staff." So he arose and followed her. Wow! Elijah gave so much favor and grace to this woman. Now Gehazi went on ahead of them and laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Therefore he went back to meet him and told him, saying, "The child has not awakened." When Elijah came into the house, there was the child lying dead on his bed. He went in, therefore, shut the door behind the two of them, and prayed to the Lord, and. He went up and laid on the child, and put his mouth on his mouth, his eye on his eyes, and his hands on his hands, and he stretched himself out on the child, and the flesh of the child became warm. Wow, he was resurrected. He returned and walked back and forth in the house, and again went up and stretched himself on him. And then the child's knees seven times, and the child opened his eyes, and he called Gehazi and said, "Call this Shunammite woman." So he called her, and when she came in to him, he said, "Pick up your son." So she went in, fell at his feet, and bowed to the ground. It's so important, you know, to honor the anointing on a man of God. Don't criticize. Don't gossip about. A servant of God who is anointed, love the anointed servant of God that God put into your life. Love your pastor. Do like this woman. She gave, she honor, she respect his anointing. She believe that God gonna work through this man, and she got the miracle. Then she pick up her son and went out. This story tell us about resurrection from the dead in the Old Testament. Second Kings chapter eight verse five. Now it happened. As he was telling the king how he had restored the dead to life, that there was the woman we are talking about the same woman here, whose son he had restored to life, appealing to the king for her house and for the land. And Gehazi said, "My lord, O king, this is the woman, the woman that we just read in Second King a while ago, and this is her son. They were standing together in front of the king. Elisha restored." To life, talking about the resurrection of her son's body. This woman and her son went to the king to ask for the return of the land to their belonging. So the Old Testament talk about the resurrection. Second Kings chapter thirteen verses twenty to twenty-one. Look at another resurrection here. Then Elisha died. Everyone died one day, and they buried him, and the raiding bands from Moab. Invaded the land in the spring of the year, so it was as they were burying a man that suddenly they spied a band of raiders, and they put the man in the tomb of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood on his feet. Wow! The anointing. On Elisha was so strong after he died, the anointing was still on his bones. 
And when this dead man touched the board, he was resurrected. Wow! I want to have the anointing like Elisha. I want God to anoint me more, so I can raise the dead, so I can see miracle in this generation. I want to be faithful to God. I'm gonna stop here and continue next time. Next time we're gonna learn about the resurrection of Christ. Show that the resurrection of the body is biblical, and it will happen one day. I believe you and I one day, if We die before Jesus comes back. Our body will go to the ground, but on that day when Jesus come back the second time, our body will be resurrected from the ground. We're gonna have a new glorious body that never grow old. Joy with our spirit, and we're gonna serve Him for a thousand years and then for eternity. And I pray that in our generation there will be Elijah and Elisha. There will be like Paul and Peter in this generation, that we will raise the dead, we will heal the sick, and we're gonna see the complete healing of the sickness on somebody's body, and people will be raised from the dead. And I believe this will happen in this generation. I pray that one day when you pray for the dead body to be revived, it shall happen. Amen. So, in conclusion, the resurrection. Of the dead body is a doctrine in the Bible. It is mentioned by Job and King David. It was prophesied by the prophet, and it was practiced or, or happened in the ministry of the prophets in the Old Testament. Next time we're going to learn about Jesus Christ and other servant of God in the New Testament to show us that resurrection of the dead body. Is real. I'm gonna stop here. Please come back to the seven lesson. This is a sixth lesson, number six. Lesson number six of the doctrine of the last things. Please come back again. I read a lot of scriptures to show you that what we are talking here is biblical, and we should expect the resurrection of the body on the last day, and we can believe in the power of resurrection. That power is still working today in your body and in my body. The Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead is in us, and He can give life to our mortal body. He can perform miracles through us in this generation. Amen. You believe in the power of resurrection. Our God is a God of life. He is immortal, and He is powerful. What he says shall be fulfilled. Amen. I'm so glad you and I come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are children of God. Father, we thank you so much for the words of God that show us the reality of resurrection. Thank you, Father, for showing us the truth, and we stand firm in faith in the resurrection when Jesus come back. And Lord, we're gonna have a new body. And Lord, give us in this generation the power of resurrection, that we can raise the dead, and we will not boast that it's me that does that, but you raise people from the dead in Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for spending time with me, and I believe you learn a lot. May the Lord really use you in this generation. May His hand be upon you, and He open heaven. Over you and shower 
His favor on you. Thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Oh, the-